Um, good evening, ladies, gents, kings, queens, things, everyone, and everybody in between. Welcome back to Blacks Like Us, and this is our year in review. A year in review. Right? Um, I am the fire, fury, and gumption of God's littlest angel. Whenever he drags his black ass to the internet and talks about his children, leave from the deep. How do you follow that? Like, it's <laughs> <laughs> he gets his black ass on the internet and, and goes after his children. And it is uncomfortable and also funny. It's like, did you do this to the family too, Kurt? <laughs> is this why the dames fucking sued you? Is that what it was? <laughs> I am the toxic masculinity that prompted Issa to get back with Lawrence oh. on the. Toilet. <laughs> well, fuck it, y'all. You but y'all should have seen it by now. Y'all should have seen it by now. Yeah, if you it's haven't been, seen it, that's been, not a problem. It's been a few days. <laughs> I I am that particular brand brand of toxic masculinity that keeps you coming back. <laughs> and I am the fashion nova dress that had Juanita Bynum in a tizzy. <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, the fuck! Oh, oh, god! Why was Juanita Bynum in Fashion Nova one to begin with? Two. No, she wasn't. What happened? She was just talking about. She said that she be in church and these little thoughts come up there trying to lead praise and worship with no stockings on and they Fashion Nova dresses like they just about to go fuck the deacon in the first pew. <laughs> and what would be stopping them? And what should be stopping them? Right. He said, I'm the freaking deacon. Baby, I'm out to have me some fun. Like, get the fuck out of here, Bonnie. You knew what the fuck the deal was. You've been doing this for years. Wait, y'all y'all heard that song, I remember, years ago on BET Uncut that was like, I ain't got no panties on. Yes. I ain't got no panties on. <laughs> no. Yes. I ain't got no panties on, on the, the dance floor. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I mean, sis, do what you do. You know? <laughs> I'm waiting, I guess. Do what you do. I can't believe also, that song. <laughs> you need to be happy that people are leading any kind of praise and worship and giving themselves over to God and not be worried about what the hell they dress like. I'm going to say, there with no stockings on, with y'all legs greased up because y'all got a whole spirit on you. <laughs> I did not know that Juanita Byron was still out in the in, in the sanctified streets. What, you thought she was secular now? I no, I just well, remember you know, she was talking about how she had to shake off that lesbian spirit. Remember, as someone as, as a as a product of the late '90s, early 2000s mega church boom, um, and and I went to a mega church that had a bookstore that had nothing but T.D. Jakes, Juanita Byron, Kirk Franklin, and and C.C. Winans and Yolanda a Adams. Um, I, I I thought I thought she was just stuck. I thought she had never left that time period. I didn't in 2021. I did not expect to see her name resurface in this way. I strongly associate her with that particular brand of late 90s, early 2000s sanctifiedness that had. She was out for a while, and the gays like drug her for about a year, and she disappeared. From what I understand, this video is a couple years old. It's not like new, new. I don't know why it resurfaced, but. Did she retweet it and said, all 2022? You know, I... <laughs> you she said, I'm doubling down, <laughs> 10 toes down. Nigga. Um, I don't know why this 
came back up. But I was just like, why is she so concerned with bitches being moisturized? Like, can we have lotion, bitch? Like, what is we mad for? <laughs> can't be ashy for the Lord. The right. Lord. Yeah. <laughs> a bitch got to be crusty because you uncomfortable? No. Because if I try to put some stockings over these rusty ass legs, all they going to do is run. Then you're going to be mad because my stockings got runs in them. <laughs> You that's the thing though is you can never win. Like let her let her and her glossy ass skin and her badass body let her thrive and feel good in herself. Maybe y'all like can afford a fashion though, but bitch, you don't know my life though. <laughs> right. Be lucky that anybody under the age of like 45 is here any fucking way because y'all went out y'all way to make sure we didn't want to be there. Uh hello. <laughs> now y'all scrambling doing gospel remixes of shake that ass, bitch. Let me see what you got. <laughs> trying to get people to come back. Bitch, like I it. love God. You don't love Oh my God. What's wrong she did not say, bitch, I love God. <laughs> <laughs> that is not what she said. <laughs> that's not what she said. That, that she, she, said. Hey. she did not say, bitch, I love God. That's what was implied. That's what was implied. Right. It was an implied bitch was there. Y'all left. <laughs> What was that, Tina Campbell? Y'all let Tina rest because she got enough problems with Erica and her Trumpyism and her being loud about it. Let her rest. Let her have a win. I forgot about that. Right? (laughs) Uh, So this episode, we are going to get into our favorite moments from 2021. The hell fire. The flaming bag of horse shit that was 2021. (laughs) And then we're going to wrap up with the show with our people of the year because yeah, time always gets it wrong. Who? My person of the year. Y'all gonna laugh at me. But when I get done, it's gonna make sense. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, all right, Siobhan, what is your one of your top favorite moments from um I decided I was gonna only pull moments from like pop culture foolishness, nothing personal, right? Okay. So, one, <laughs> what, because this year has been the year of Tristan cheating on Coco, and it has just been a mess. Just <laughs> we really do be dragging grapefruit. <laughs> I feel bad. Like, what, girl, at some point, but, but, Coco and Tristan gave us some fun things to run with. We got every every variety and shade of bitch that be courtside. We got third trimester Tristan popping up again. We got everything. <laughs> Ooh, it was a mess. He will never do right. Never. never. He's determined right. to be a dirty, raggedy, trifling ass nigga for the rest of his life. For the rest of his fucking existence Mm-mm. him and boosie just determined to be raggedy just oof. no that's actually the latter of that is one of is okay we'll get into oh, it yeah no this was just something fun because we didn't talk about a lot of that mess but it was a lot of mess <laughs> yeah so much gave us a whole year's worth from quarantine all the way to now just a soap opera <laughs> just mess and, and just publicly so like so much so much mess 
from can't you niggas do this shit in private like you have but, more than enough money but the fact that for some reason it don't i don't know who all her friends are but every time he don't do right she go bird and start posting all them bird ass i'm gonna be okay quotes all over the fucking place <laughs> If you don't get your, if she pulled, she acting like she shop at City Trans. Like, she stop is. it. She is. She very much is. She is really giving Wendy's phone for phone over this nigga. Like, what are right. we doing? Where's your PR person? Why do you have access to your own social media? You don't need it now. The minute that shit like that pops off, like your PR person and your lawyers, should be like, okay, we're taking this. Yeah, because this, this, is really giving projects like that's it you want to talk to somebody girl you better talk to a therapist or god you got two options mm-mm. you ain't got to talk to just one because it's just like why why you you have too much money too many people around you too much of everything to be continuously being a bird on instagram yeah also kristen lord tristan is a garbage human being who needs Which is to why I want her get to his testicles. He needs to this nigga. He is so right. raggedy. He's going to always be raggedy. He was raggedy when he got with you. He's raggedy while he's with you. Stop acting like a bird over this nigga. At the very least, if you decide that you want to stay with this man, at the very least, like make him get a vasectomy. Stay. Have him stop completely embarrassing you every time you come out and start hey, doing you- well. You about to, you in Cleveland about to give birth and he got nine bitches walking with him out the club. You didn't Why like she him. in Cleveland? That's where he was playing at at the time. Oh. What the fuck is she doing in Cleveland? Yeah. No shade to Cleveland. I just couldn't picture a Kardashian. Makes sense for her to be there. That's where he was playing at and she was staying there with him because she was pregnant. And he just out here. Fool. Like, just a fool. I just, I want better for Coco. She's the one Kardashian I kind of like. And I want better for her. <laughs> the only one I like is Dream. The only one I like is um, Courtney. Oh, I forgot about Courtney. You guys, she even existed. She's the only one I got tense. <laughs> yeah, she dipped out. She dipped. But Coco's fun. That <laughs> child is a mess. <laughs> and she's determined for people to call her Coco, which makes me laugh a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Courtney Kim. <laughs> what Courtney is that child's Kim name? Chloe. Chloe. <laughs> I almost called her Kathy, and I was like, "No, that's a Hilton that's from the family." <laughs> they all know each other, though. Yeah, I was gonna yeah, say, they do. If they weren't related; they might as well be. Yeah, they pretty much are. Joined Beverly Hills at one point. She did. I thought that that was supposed to be the rumor. That was um, that was the talks. Yeah. Did you see who's? Well, we'll talk about that later. I did. Um, I did. I'm excited to see how this is gonna play out. Like, this she, shit is gonna. She about to drag these white women. Mm-hmm. She's about to drag these white women in a way that Garcelle was like, "All right, I can't be on camera doing this because Garcelle has a full exactly. understanding of it." But this bitch don't give a fuck. And she called her company whoopash, so clearly she don't care. She don't give a <laughs> fuck. This shit is about to get lit, and these white girls about to start crying. Yeah, they're not gonna be able to take at all. Um, Aaron, what is one of your favorite moments of twenty twenty one? 
So I know this is a this is a, a, a Africans only uh, podcast, but I gotta say, <laughs> I gotta say my 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 favorite moment this year is someone who is not black, but she is one of us in many ways. Uh-huh. Uh, the legendary Miss Britney Spears. Oh my god! Airing <laughs> her family out. <laughs> yes. Ever since that gag order, the conservatorship came off, my girl has been going off. Yeah. <laughs> just talking about that Diane Sawyer interview. She, oh, yeah, she is. She's been taking over. No, she, she just had the whole Instagram thing about it. Because, you know, she was like, I hadn't, t- after that break, she was like, after my big breakup years ago, she ain't want to say his name. She like, we, she was like, I didn't talk to nobody for months, and then they forced this lady in my face, and she doing all this, and she made me cry. She was like, I should have told her I was a naughty Catholic slut, and I was like, you, you better go off. It was that. Uh, now, Christina Aguilera caught a stray. Like, oh, she, yeah. she always is, though. <laughs> she she just be sitting there minding her business. And next thing you know, it's nothing but gunfire and Molotov cocktails through her window. See, like, the thing is, so... it was the reporter's fault that she caught this stray because Daddy had the eggs on it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so Christina Aguilera got a stray, but also she did show, I, I, I think she showed love to um Lady Gaga. She, she shows him love she to Lady did. Gaga. Because Lady Gaga actually came out in genuine support of her and, and, and Britney reciprocated. But when I tell you, I think it was last week or two weeks ago, uh, you, now, now we know Britney is not quite where we would like her to be with, with the Instagram posts in terms of the content and the dancing and whatnot. But we're going to give her some time. We will give her grace. And we will be understanding and cognizant of the situation she's been in. She's walking back and forth up that jail hallway. Just... <laughs> <laughs> however in the middle of all this she did take some time and it was it, it, her post you gotta understand her posts are so random it may start off just like hey y'all yes, i'm doing good so i was eating some ice cream and, oh by the way let me tell yeah. you is <laughs> around me <laughs> she, she lit into her entire family and then the whole thing and to put this into context right we so things we knew for sure. We knew her father wasn't shit, right? We her father was yeah. the put that put the conservatorship out there. Up until the conservatorship was lifted, there were always question marks, but not, nothing really confirmed or denied about the rest of her family members. And then one by one, that's when you started finding out that none of them wasn't shit. So like first, first it was a question mark over her sister, Jamie Lynn. And you know, we a lot of us still see Jamie Lynn as being like young and innocent and teenager and then she became a teen mom, okay, whatever. But we still kind of saw her as being in her sister's corner. Well, Brittany said she wasn't shit and then came out and said you know why? And I was thinking about this too. When Britney Spears and Jamie Spears came out, both Solange and Beyonce, it was that kind of mirror image. And you saw that Solange and Beyonce were like, like sisters, like real sisters. Isn't that funny sisters. how that worked out though? Isn't that funny how that worked out? Though? Ain't it though? Yeah. And we, and we have seen that consistently. And it kind of was really the same story because I think Jamie Lynn and Solange got pregnant at the same age and it was like... Yep. Mm-hmm. sister mm-hmm. like older sisters one of the biggest pop certain one of the biggest singers in the world one of the biggest performers in the world they were doing their own little thing but they weren't able to like really carve it out 
Yeah. You know. But we always have that stereotype of black siblings being the one, especially when you know money and fame is involved. We we have the image of the black siblings being at each other's throats and the white and black everything's good, like the Osmonds, like the Osmonds. Everything's good, everything's good. It's always the black siblings that come out. Like we we no nothing can come between us. And then the white siblings always got all this black bad blood and tension mm-hmm. underneath the surface. So we found out her sister wasn't shit, but then it was always that question mark over her mom too. And you was thinking in the beginning, especially if you saw the documentary that they put out that like her mom was the only one that didn't, that had some sense. And you was kind of thinking she was kind of like a Tina to Beyonce in terms of like, mm-hmm. like the father might've been shady, but the mom always got it her back. It really was just like a mirror image. Yeah, it was not. It was not. Come to find I mean, out, mom was in on the whole thing the whole time, and Brittany waited until that conservatorship was over to let us know that. And she was like, "The whole family, my quote unquote classy white family, is not who y'all think it is." So, <laughs> yes. So every everybody, when I say everybody, mm-hmm. um is at fault for everything she's gone through. And then it, it, it almost kind of makes you sad in a way because then you start to wonder, well, who's who does she have in her corner that like she who can... really did help her? Yeah. And it seems like, okay, like, unless she calls them out by name, like a Lady Gaga or somebody like that, or I, I presume like a Beyonce is probably in her corner. Maybe, you know, people that may not like publicly reach out to her, but like privately, like, a, like you know, Janet probably reached out to her. Taylor Swift probably reached out to her, right? But like, you just wonder like, who does she have like a blood relative or somebody that's been with her since the beginning yeah. uh, that's truly, that she can truly lean on. And that's what I feel bad for. It's just like, like we're talking about like what, 10 years of a conservatorship and then 20 years of just being, who you are in, in, in the industry and to go that long without being able to trust anybody. That I mean, that's gotta be very difficult. Right? Yeah. Isn't she married now? She's engaged. She's engaged. engaged. Okay. And if, he is fine. He is. <laughs> he is, he is. It's one of those, it's one, it's, it's, to me, it's a, if you like it, I love it type of situation. Oh, I, I, I don't know nothing about what he does. All I keep hearing is that he might be a scammer, but he is fine. <laughs> <laughs> to me, to me personally, he does give off a very strong scammer vibe. To me personally, I think that this is not the right time for her to be getting involved romantically. No. No. with anybody mm-hmm. uh, and to me personally i think she should work watch her back however being trying to trying to take everything into consideration i'm just like well you know she is a woman of her own accord now and she i should give her the space and grace to make her own decisions as a 40 year old woman not a not the 18 year old that we met 22 years ago right mm-hmm. um and so i'm gonna just i'm gonna just let her figure that out on her own it's not it's, it's part of it is like not my place but then like damn he, he just he's a scammer like god he's a scammer <laughs> he does give scammer <laughs> no he, he give a scammer like oh my gosh anyway we just gonna I, I just hope and pray that like there's an airtight prenup that she has whatever money put away in savings that nobody else can touch except for her you know i'm just, I'm just yeah some of these things just like work themselves out yeah 
My um, started posting all the nudes on the internet, so that conservative shit was lifted. We ain't heard her singing years. All of a sudden, she on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> like, damn. I, and that's the other part. That's the other part. I'll just say this real quick. I at first she said that she did not want to do music again. What I think she was trying to say is she didn't want to do pop music again. I feel like if she get in the studio with with some of us. Some like dark like, child, like, like in the like, but like, <laughs> like who looked like that? No, she made her best music with Pharrell. Like her yeah, best is that blackout. That I, um, she Pharrell had one song on blackout. T Pain had one song on blackout. Yeah, dark Pharrell child too. Pharrell gave her "I'm a Slave for You," and you know, black people, despite the slave imagery, we love that. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> What slave imagery? I, the, <laughs> the literal lyrics, I'm a slave for you. We cannot say, say that out loud. we got to censor ourselves when we say that. It's like white people saying nigga. That's only, hold on, that's like, only if you date somebody. You will not black. catch me in the club saying I'm a slave. You be blanking it out like you a little kid. <laughs> oh my it's God. true. We got to blank, we got to blank that, that word out. It's like they got to blank that, that, our word out. But no, I, I I believe that Britney does need to get in the studio with with some um, some R and B, hip hop, whatever you want to call it. Like bring 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 her over to this side and see what she can do. Britney Spears is on the sign with Waka Flocka and Lil Wayne. We know where she belongs. I did not know that. <laughs> That is definitely something. Remember, that I she got a song with the Yang Yang Fans. I do remember that. I remember that. But no, she was on the song that also has Waka Flocka and Lil Wayne on it. Yeah. I mean, all right. And I, it goes and, off. I'm just sis on order. <laughs> and we are, and, and if she does do it, we will support it. We will support. We gonna give her a chance. I enjoy we, see. Okay, if she get with um, what is it? Te- not Teddy Riley. Uh, uh, Lewis. Oh, yeah. Jimmy Jimmy Jackson's. Jimmy Jam and Terry. There we go. Jimmy Jam. If she got with Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, I think that would be a better and cross it will, cultural. It will, it will feel more genuine than like a Justin Timberlake. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you just keep dragging Justin Timberlake. It's just got it. steam coming off a of wheel. Not enough. <laughs> Not enough. Thing, y'all know where I stand with him. Look, I understand people have complicated feelings. <laughs> I, I am not. About to argue those points. I was a JC Shazay girl anyway. <laughs> I have somebody's um, lyrics on my arm and they're not Justin Timberlake's. <laughs> so one of my favorite 2021 20, moments was, um, it's actually very personal for me. Uh, when I was sitting on the couch, scrolling on my phone and I first found out that Kelly Price was missing. <laughs> it was both parts of it was equal parts of worry, confusion, and suspense. That I felt like it was an Alfred Hitchcock thriller. I was all in to every was that, was that the fugitive where they was like, I want y'all to check every hen house. Pancake house, whole house, <laughs> <Not> pancake. outhouse. 
Oh my god. Oh my god. I just, that was such a weird. It was it like was watching, out of the blue. It was like watching one of those weird live shows that's like made from a movie, and it's like, wait, what is happening? Why are these people here? What is going? I, on? It was the most like out of everybody in the world. It's like. It's I'm, like, I'm sitting like, here and I'm like, how Kelly the fuck Price did Kelly Price go missing? But then not just that, like, why are now the Brett and Nikki Gilbert beefing? And then how did <laughs> exactly like, how did Lil Mo get here? And what is like what is everybody happening? out of nowhere? Niggas was fighting over Kelly Price going missing. Why were really Nikki was. Gilbert in this? How I have so much respect and confusion around Nikki Gilbert because it's just like you were in like Brownstone would have the talent but not the stature. Of, yeah. like, and I yet she and yet she is still here somehow. Right. <laughs> we even got a guest spot from Christine Beanie. I, I said like, all the girls are coming out to worry about <laughs> all the girls came out. Everybody was here. <laughs> what in the fuck is happening? Meanwhile, <laughs> Kelly Price is just at home. She's just at home, not answering her phone because she said well, recovering. Because remember, she she said she she, she had, died. She had long COVID. Yeah, like it was. But I was. So, I don't know if y'all saw it, but like the 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 the, the rumor slash conspiracy conspiracy slash theory was you go with some because she ain't never been vaccinated in the first place. Yeah, you said that before, but the woman said she died. It's true. I think it's true. Now she got them antibodies in her, so she probably got COVID right now. Not going to work. Not going to That woman said she laid on the table and she died. If they start missing again tomorrow, I swear to God, I'm hunting y'all down. (laughs) I'm going to sit and I'm going to pray for her safety, but I'm going to read everything I can see and watch watch Nikki Gilbert get into it. I'm just like (laughs) Nikki Gilbert going to get into it with like Lady of Rage over this next time. Nikki Gilbert started talking. I was kind of like, whatever that makes sense. But then now her and the Brett got beef, and I was like, okay, now this is start making less sense. And then Christine Beatty shows up, and I was like, all right, none of this makes sense anymore. It was just the <laughs> most. What is happening? Little and meanwhile, this woman is just at home trying to recover. It's like, are y'all friends with her? Because the Brett, the only one knew she was at home. Exactly. She's like, she's fine. She's at home. Leave her alone. How exactly did the Brett and Kelly Price know each other? I well, you know, Kelly Mariah. Price used to sing background from Ratchet. Oh, Mariah, probably. Yeah. yeah. So that's a, it. Makes sense that they would be friends. Like they Which all means- to hang out together. It's funny how Mariah Carey is always like one day. It's always the bridge <laughs> from everybody here. <laughs> from the most like. We, Random we know Mariah people. Carey is a hood chick at heart and in and in body and in soul, but she does not give that in in her presentation. Yet she is always one degree away from. <laughs> what did uh and to quote Erica Badu, this incense? What was it? Oh my god! Damn! Oh, she said, "Don't let the incense in something fool you because it'll be turn the cold 45 and newports <laughs> in a heartbeat yeah but yeah mariah just, I, I think because we we rarely see mariah in that element we, we there are a few video clips out there but 24 7 she's giving the diva slam she's giving this but we we tend to forget that she is never too far from no 
<laughs> no, like, never. Like the hood is always right on the doorstep. Just <laughs> I'm actually surprised she didn't. Well, no, I'm not surprised she didn't say something. I wonder how she felt about the whole thing. I'm sure she was with the brat and was like, I just talked to her. You bitches are stupid. Like right. I'm sure that's, that's well, no, they but, remember they they might be friends again, but remember they fell out. Yeah, they had fell out for a while, but I'm sure they're because Kelly Price was live tweeting that godforsaken New Year's Eve performance that before Carrie had. Yeah. That's what when I saw niggas they were like, uh, it was after Christmas, niggas were like, Oh, we gotta pack Mariah back up. It's like, no, we don't. We still got New Year's Eve where the real fun goes down. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you niggas need to watch this again it was, <laughs> it was a moment i was we were in the bar and we stopped and looked up it's like what the fuck is happening and it just it already was just going downhill and the next thing i know it just took a fucking nosedive <laughs> i'm like this is great <laughs> Oh, uh, okay. Um, okay, Siobhan. What's my your next number, moment of the year? My number two moment of the year. <laughs> I, it's hard to say, right? Because there's a lot of good ones. <laughs> I think the next one might be, no, because you... Do you already? I think you're already gonna say that one, so I'm not gonna say that one. Uh, go ahead, because yeah. that is actually gonna be my personal. Well, that might be my personal view. This this fuse between Lil Nas X and Boosie was another one that just <laughs> was given, and everybody was involved for literally no reason. <laughs> like, yeah. there was so many people here. <laughs> Boosie's just trying to sit there and eat his frosted flakes with his honey bun and be all homophobic. Y'all just need to let him live. <laughs> no. Let him, his diabetic shock and his bigotry just sit there. And pedophilia. Oh, but, and, oh, and that too. Yeah. But I think I got to fully appreciate the level of troll that Lil Nas X is. Yeah, because the moments and the gems through this foolishness was just great. Like, it was just amazing. What is happening? I'm drinking a white claw and it's making me burp. I have broccoli. Leave me alone. I drink a white claw. That's nasty. Anyway, because because claw is law. Somebody said that to me. I was like, "Wow, is law." <laughs> Like, all right, look, that's how you get down, get down. Shit. Mm-mm. Okay. All right, it ain't none of my business. No. But then it was White Claw, and I was like, oh, that's less interesting. Yeah, way less interesting. This, no, this mess with Boosie, and look, it's just so funny because it's like this boy is like 21 years old, literally not giving two shits about you. He probably don't even actually know who you are. That is the. <laughs> Outside of being queen of the spelling bee, that's it. That was gonna say, that Boosie was will it. forever have a place in my heart for uh, "Why Me Now." So, oh, I always forget about that song. <laughs> <laughs> and independent, and "Why Me Down" and independent, but, but we don't know. I, I, do not know I mean, you can pretend like Boosie's not there because it's Webby's son. The part we all love, Webby does anyway. So we can act like. Oh, him. I keep forgetting about him too. Yeah, I mean, yes. I saw I mean, a picture of Hurricane Chris today. I said, huh, forgot you existed. 
Oh my God, I ain't heard that name in years. I just happened to see a picture of him today on Instagram and I was like, I don't even know how I got here, but all right. Hurricane Chris. <laughs> Ooh, Lord. I mean, he looks as happy as he always did. I said, these dudes got to be at least 45 by now. You know, they're not. <laughs> no, Hurricane Chris is younger than us because he was young when he happened. What? Webby is younger than I am. Yes, they're younger than us. I thought they were Webby. Okay. All right. (laughs) Hurricane Chris is giving very Alfred Woodard. He does um, give Alfred Woodard, yes. It's specifically in Holiday Heart. Like I'm waiting for him to say, I got the bike holiday. (laughs) This nigga looks tired. He looked downtrodden. Like he's been through some trials and tribulations. This man needs a prayer, a hug, some water, and some therapy. Hurricane like, Chris was wait a minute. Hurricane Chris was arrested for second degree murder last yes. summer. Like yes. during what? Oh, yes. Okay, no <laughs> yes. During season during season one of the pandemic, you were mm-hmm. arrested for second degree murder. Okay, that explains the hacker <laughs> look. Look. Okay. All right, that's enough of those. <laughs> um, what's your number two, Aaron? What's my number two? Um, uh, <laughs> you know what I was thinking about? Um, how she didn't do anything this year, but she has been a recurring figure throughout 2021. Uh, Monica and her undying love for sea murder and Monica. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I kept rapping his lyrics and during his shows and whatnot. I I I have to applaud the dedication because Seabird have been in prison since I'm we almost forty. He that ain't been in prison since when he was in middle school. Yeah. <laughs> no shade, but yeah. And I don't even know what he did at this point. The last thing, the last time I remember seeing Monica and Sea Murder in person was like during the Boy Is Mine era, which was a very long time ago. Yeah. And- <laughs> I was literally just talking about Sea Murder to somebody, and they asked me when he went to jail. So I I looked it up. He went to jail in like 2005 or six. So it's actually, he's been there less time than we think, but it's still a very long fucking time. It it feels like he's been in there for a long time. And I'm at the point where I am struggling to think of a sea murder song and or verse. Uh, Master P, yes. I always remember the verse from Down for My Niggas because that is. Oh, that was him. Oh, that was him. That was him. (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) Anthem. But I just and the, he's in there for murder. That's it's murder. Oh, it okay. Living up to the name. Okay, well, yeah. But he at, said, the, I mean, at the very least, we know he's he didn't murder. do it. He said there's evidence that he didn't do it. You know, Kim Kardashian's involved, and you know she likes to get a nigga out of jail, and she don't do shit else. So. <laughs> I just, I just have to applaud the 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 we're going on twenty year long dedication. Yes, and and also Monica been and through, got married and divorced. That both of y'all have been married and divorced to other. I was say, wasn't she married twice? Twice. Yes. She's oh. just now getting divorced. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And you know, her husband was a scammer. Like we, we as we found, I thought he was a basketball player. A like, basketball player turns basketball players that scam the uh, for all that all that money and like insurance for it. Oh, oh it was insurance. I thought it was PPP. No, I think his was insurance. Some niggas got caught up for that, but I thought his was lying on the medical insurance. I got, let me look. Either way, either way, she she. I think they had separated and or divorced. Um, they by the time by it, but um, yeah, I mean, I applaud my and also applaud Monica's unwavering dedication to hoodoos. Like we know what she's about, so and yeah, she, you you know, yeah, it's insurance fraud. You would you would think one would think that she would be above this, but she's like, no, I'm not gonna hide this. Unlike some of the other girls that try to hide it but can't but end up not not like I'm, I'm i'm thinking about like brandy in this case like brandy has always been positioned as that like sweet suburban like bougie hmm. kind of um, and yet she has ended up in baby mama situation she has yeah. <laughs> she, yeah. she has, <laughs> keep going there's more <laughs> i'm never gonna let you niggas niggas forget she was on oh. that freeway Anyway, it's one thing to kind of deny that part of yourself and end up publicly in those situations anyway. And it's another thing to just be like, this is who I am. This is who I embrace. And this is, I am who I am. What you see is what you get. And that's what I respect the most about Monica. It's just like, yeah. Yeah, Monica, get down. And that's why I love Monica because it just it feels just like it's authentically her, mm-hmm. you know. Like yeah, she's so always presented herself as being super sweet and super kind and so nice and just wonderful. But at the same that's time, so, she like, looks like she'll smack the fuck out of you, yeah, and that's something that we should all know. You know, boundaries. She I is mean, a told us that she will slap a bitch, <laughs> and, and yet and rightfully will. so. And yet we will see her at church every Sunday. She is yeah. she, definitely she is definitely evolving into the church mother with a hood side. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> she's trying to ward off that evil angel of death spirit that that Brandy be casting because you know bodies just drop around that bitch. Niggas <laughs> just disappear. Niggas die. We can we go one episode without Brandy slander? Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. I was waiting for it, and Aaron set it up, so Brandy I have to take advantage the, of these things. Between the Timberlake shade and the Brandy slander, we ain't never gonna get guests on this bitch. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Sonya got the hit list. We probably, hopefully, you know, if we're on Sonya's hit list, then that means we've made it. You know. <laughs> And then we'll just buy her. We'll buy her a new wig as a thank you. Ray J gonna make videos about us. Oh shit! Because that nigga like to fight. It's just gonna be a lot <laughs> again between the Timberlake shade and the Brandy slander. <laughs> ever ever. <laughs> um. So my favorite, uh, one of my favorite moments of 2021, um, is. The black cults and all of the black women who have started them. <laughs> uh, and I'm speaking specifically of uh, Jaguar Wright, as well as <clears throat> the young lady Angela from Pontiac, Michigan, who developed the 
BBW lesbian TikTok hoe. <laughs> Let me tell you, you bitches showed out this year. You said Heaven's Gate, my ass, hold my beer, bitch. We're about to set this shit ablaze. We got a BBW uh, lesbian TikTok cult, and we got a farm cult. Every time you it like my brain breaks every time because those words don't fit <laughs> <sense> together. <laughs> None of them. None of them. From the three-part expose that Tasha K did on Jaguar Ray and her fuck shit to the two-part expose that the plainest Jane did on the BBW lesbian TikTok cult. I was enthralled by cults this year. Lived for it. Lived for it. Gave me every ounce of joy and garbage that I needed. Also, I pray that any of you that are connected to any of these, please like, please seek help in all seriousness. Oh, thank yeah, get, get yourselves out of that. It's a mess. It's, it's a mess. mess, and girl, don't let... Nah, you don't need none of that. But also, what in the fuck? <laughs> yes, I know. I know. Out of everything that has happened this year, the most bizarre shit, I feel like this was the year that truly was just the most peak bizarre. <laughs> uh, I feel like the entire year from January 6th, to now has been nothing more than a, a fucking fever dream. Because yeah, <laughs> so many things up. that happened this year did not make any kind of sense. And it's like, it, and it was so much shit back to back that it's like, God damn, that happened this year too. And so Which did that. Tired. So did that. Like, it's like, oh God, I can't even- Right, we it. didn't even talk about Megan getting shot. We didn't. No, and didn't. this was the year of Megan, let's be honest. It was. This was her but year. Also, like between last year and this year, it's kind of hard to remember what happened when because these two years just didn't fucking exist. Like it was just like weird. Yeah, it's, it's been a blur. It very much so. Yeah, it's been a, a like big blur. Um, before we get into our people of the year, uh, what was y'all's show of the year? Oh, um. Well, my we'll show, show and my, we'll do song. I was gonna my show and my person of the year are insecure and Issa Rae. Okay, work. We'll get into the why for Issa later. I was yeah. going more messy route with my person of the year, but <laughs> same actually. Okay, so it's not just me. All right. Ooh, my show of the year. That's hard for me. One, because I spent most of this year watching documentaries. But I had, because, you know, we always love Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and they were given this season. But yeah. but then it's like, the shrink next door is so good. <laughs> well, is, you, are the sec- you are the second person today. To it talk. is so good. Like, this, it, made, <laughs> it made me hate Paul Rudd. I'm really looking at Paul Rudd like, you raggedy bitch. Like, and I love him. <laughs> I did not hear about this show until today, and then you are the second person to talk to me about it today. So I need to go (laughs) use my little $4.99 a month Apple Plus. I'm really watching this show, looking at Paul Rudd like, you raggedy son of a bitch. (laughs) It was already bad enough. You were creeping on Cher and Clueless. Now here you are. Literally everything. This nigga became trash at this point because it's like, you already, see, I should have known when you was creeping on your stepsister and Clueless, bitch. I should have known this when you was on. You nasty pervert. Literally makes you hate Paul Rudd. And 
he's so hard to hate. That's the wild part. It's like he's Ant Man. Like you can't hate Ant Man. Like it's woo. <laughs> um, I I gotta give props to one of my favorite favorite franchises ever. Um, my show of the year is going to be Chasing Dallas season three. Oh, she I, was I everything. I watched season one barely. Like, yeah, was- no, I watched season one. <laughs> it's crunchy. They know what well, that's they know the it's thing. That's the thing. I because I was literally because it's been a whole conversation on Twitter to well in the past two days really, but it reached ahead today. When Insecure had its finale. Uh, Cynthia from Real Housewives of Atlanta's husband was like how come we have so many shows about black women and their friendships and we don't have we don't have any shows about black men that's why it was on Twitter and then a whole bunch of people now I I think he now he now what Cynthia's husband said name a show that's four seasons or more and I think he did that intentionally so he could leave out Noah's Ark which is exactly what you're looking for but it was only two seasons now, whole, of course, a whole bunch of people pointed out Noah's Ark as right as they rightfully should, but the, you know there was a couple of side comments about like, well, Noah's Ark is the only one, and, and a whole bunch of people were like, no, it's not. You got all these shows on YouTube and whatnot, and there are a ton of. They are a ton. There I are, watch almost all. And I thought about chasing Atlanta. <laughs> Live for it. I watched season I'm one of the Atlanta child. It was so like. It's crunchy, I, but it's good. Yeah, it gets it's good. Like, <laughs> watch it for a rewind. I'm into it. I've been really into it. I just don't never get to watch shit on my TV because like, you know, you know I, was, I, I and I was literally just thinking. I mean, not literally, but I was seriously thinking about this for um, uh, my professional side of me, in terms of that the same network, the same YouTube um, channel that has chasing Atlanta, chasing Dallas. Um, I forgot the name of the show, but it, one of the characters, not characters, one of the personalities from um, Chasing Atlanta goes back to Birmingham, Alabama, but they, um, I'm using the Lauren. they transitioned yeah. uh, because they were cis male in, in, in the reality, but then they transition, they're going through a transition in Bir- mm-hmm. a black person going through a transition in Birmingham, Alabama, and there's a reality series about it. And of course, yeah. the, my my that one part of my brain is like, huh, I have not seen this on any exactly. Before. No, and, and it's yeah. it's good. It's honestly good. I had to I had to stop watching it mainly because her conversations with her parents were just it was like beating a dead horse, and it was just so fucking frustrating. Mm-hmm. But she just wanted. She's just like, just all I'm asking you to do is just call me she and call me Lauren, and like her mother's refusal to do so, it just. I had to stop watching it because it just made me mad. But it is so good. It's called Chase, Chase um, Chasing Reality on YouTube. That's the that's the brand. That's the that's the that's the. And they shouted. That's the whole franchise. Shout out to you. Yeah, they shouted at they, they shouted us out there. They're talking about the show. So. Oh, they did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Granted, we did a little bit of dragon, but you know. It wasn't bad, so because we still really do live for the shows. Like, it's, yeah, we do, we do, we do. It um, is my like favorite depression show. I, I'm just gonna. Time, I was gonna say the first time I watched Chasing Atlanta, like I think I, I think I had the flu. This was like like a couple of years ago. Anyway, I was down bad for like a week, and I I, I literally did not have shit to do, and so I was just on YouTube going through all 
the because like I said, it's a whole bunch of, of it's a of, genre. It's a whole genre, and it's not talked about enough. It's not it's no. really talked about enough. Um, I mean, when niggas talk about it, they just completely talk shit about it. Like talk shit about problem. it, but also like give them the kudos where kudos are deserved. But in the, but if we're talking about like insecure and how like Issa Rae's journey started from YouTube and then catapulted yeah. to HBO, um, I I think that there should be some attention paid to the creators on YouTube who are giving us these, who are filling sort of these voids that we don't see elsewhere. So, especially with um, Chasing, well, what's the, what's the, what, what is the name of the show? Because I, I only I only watched like two episodes, but I'm not retaining the name of the show where they are going through the transition. Whatever the name uh, is. Just Lauren. Just Lauren. Because yes, yes. it's just Lauren. Ain't nobody else there. All the mother girls is still in Atlanta. But again, I, on season five coming up. I find that to be more endearing and heartwarming than whatever the fuck uh, uh, Caitlyn Jenner was trying to do. On- exactly. <laughs> Which was a whole show of like trans women of color were like, hey, don't do this. And it's these like, are the reasons this why. Is the, this is why you shouldn't do this. Just for this raggedy bitch to just do it anyway. Exactly. Um, yeah. Okay, so what was the song that let's say what was the song that um could sum up your year so it don't have to come from this year or does it <laughs> no it don't have to come from this year because <laughs> i'm not gonna lie to you i honestly can't even think of a song that came out this year because i don't listen to this new hippity hop bullshit that these kids be <laughs> are you 80 like, you- <laughs> like what is he saying turn this off turn this devil shit off i don't want to hear this a song that would sum up my year this was a weird year for me. Mm, this is hard. Come back to me. I gotta think. Okay. okay, I got one. I got one. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it sums up me personally. Like I like there are no lyrics or anything that I could relate to. But Miss uh, uh, Miss Doja Cat kept me through <laughs> through twenty twenty one. Um, when I tell you, like pre Omicron, that uh, "Kiss Me More" had the New York gays oh, locked yes. down yeah. that entire summer. When I tell you, can you could not go to any gay establishment without, <laughs> and then everybody had to do the thing when, when that when that happened. Uh, but the album as a whole, I was like, oh girl, this is this is different. This is different. I I liked um, all but one of the songs. Um, but it will that whole time that her album was out, I just had it on the background, like working, doing chores. If I had to drive my car, which I don't do often in, in New York, but like, you know, every, everywhere in New York takes 30 minutes. So that's yes. you, <laughs> so you gotta you gotta listen to something. So um, and she did that. She did that. Um, her performances are unlike any other uh artist that is out right now because she puts thought and effort in time and you never get the same thing twice granted there are some shortcomings with her in terms of her collaborations with a known uh sexual predator and her past comments in about showing her feet in 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 the racist chat racist chat (laughs) um but i am willing to give her the grace to correct some of these course correct in in some ways um 
there may be contractual obligations into working with um, this particular producer that may expire. And I'm looking to see what she can come up with, with next if if those if those contracts expire. And I'm I'm also going to consider the fact that she's young and she was doing some stupid shit when she was much younger than that. So, yeah. um, but she is showing the promise right now that I have rarely seen in any of her peers, uh, rap, sing, pop, whatever genre, whatever background, whatever um that that the other peers have shown and i want to see what she does when she gets you know a couple of albums deep so okay i mean we'll see i mean i'm sure she got we'll like see. we'll see you know minimum i don't get too excited about anybody like <laughs> no because <laughs> you know, next week, as soon as, as soon as we finish recording this, there'll be some stupid shit. That's I was out. about to say, dude, that's the thing with these new artists. It's just like there's no A and R, there's no media training. Mm-hmm. Like I forgot who it was. I was just like, what? What did you say? It's SZA be doing that dumb shit. Summer Walker really be doing it. <laughs> oh my god, Galactica like, and her war with honey. I'm like, how come the girls don't have media training anymore? Because we never should have known this. Like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. I, I still, once again, still don't understand why PR does not take their social media, why it's not built in the contract. You cannot have access to your own personal social media. You cannot post any pictures that you take. We will take, do what we need to do and okay them and then post them. Because y'all don't need to talk. Like a lot of y'all really truly don't need to talk. Also, Jasmine Sullivan, she was this year, right? She was early. She was. She was. She honestly, queen of, she's queen in 2022. Just, I mean, 2021. Quick, quick. Actually, 2022, too, because she's going on tour next year. I was about to say, quick shout out to her, too, because I almost forgot, because it just, it, 2021 was just extremely long. But yes, Jasmine Sullivan, Hotels as well. That really just, I know that was for Black women, so I, I am, I should not be identifying with it as much as with as as I should. You a hoe that got some tails. That was for but I was about to say, I was about to, I was about to say some of that shit she was talking about. I was like, oh this is getting a little too deep. Like Yeah. Was, I felt I felt personally attacked a couple of I, times. But I mean that's but that has been the thing with nearly every single black female singer in the history of music is that like when they are singing directly to other black women, they are not the, the black gay men are not they that they far far so, <laughs> so we will just be in the background cheering y'all on, but at the same time, like yeah. <laughs> I think so I have my um hmm? I have mine now, but you can go first. Oh no, go ahead, because I'm trying to look up a date. Specifically. I think the song for me that kind of sums up the year for me is Strange Fruition by uh, Lupe Fiasco. Okay, I thought it was going to be somebody. I thought your person of the year or song was going to be Lupe. I mean, this song didn't even come out this year. And I actually have forgot about Well, I mean, to sum up your year. Yeah, I forgot about the song until I was just looking up songs and <laughs> happened to see that one. Yeah, I think that's the one. Um, it it's been so like this year has been a lot of, a lot of weirdness, a lot of people kind of coming and going, a lot of 
lot of trying to figure out what's real and what's fake and like it, it's just been very strange it's been a very weird year yeah it's yeah yeah i think that's the the best and i, I if you listen to the song you will completely understand why but i think that's the best way to sum up this year for me so anybody who don't know the song listen to it and it'll make sense mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, my song actually comes from a little bit of a, a little known artist whose first album, uh, What Is Love, dropped in 2000. No, was it What Is Love? Whatever. Her name is Vivian Green for mm-hmm. you youngins. And it's the last track <laughs> on her first album. What? I was going to say little known. <laughs> she is, I mean, for us, we know Vivian Green, but these young kids don't know who Vivian Green is. Um, it is the song Keep On Going. Because <laughs> you've been telling people all year to get their pines facial cloths. <laughs> no, no, that's gotta go, gotta leave. But that's too. Oh, it's just funny because I just knew you was gonna pick. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's more positive than collect your things and leave. I just knew you was gonna pick hey. that all year. You've been telling people to collect their pines facial cloths. Like, it's been all year. <laughs> fucking cat um no it's i'm sorry the cat was like doing something stupid yeah uh (laughs) the the song is keep on going and it really is a song of just kind of like triumphing triumph over oneself and um shaking off those sleepless nights and doing your best to stay focused on the goals and the people that rely upon you and that everything is okay. And if you just keep moving, like everything will be fine. And it's okay to like take a break, but you gotta keep on going. So I've been listening to that first album. I've been listening to just a bunch of Vivian Green a lot lately. And T Pain for whatever reason. Yeah. I don't know why. He's never gone out of style. It's just for me, I don't reach for a T Pain. That's not something that's like reaching for a flow writer for me, you know? No, not it's not, 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 not quite the same. <laughs> no, I mean, okay, so T Pain is actually very talented, yes. but it's those songs like I don't read um, with the bartender. It's those songs you obnoxiously sing. Like a lot of times, I'll go with the bar, with the bar for I don't know where for no reason. That's because bartender is generational. T Pain got them songs that hit with all ages, like. When I say all ages, I mean and above. No, same. My mother be sitting there bopping. Yeah. 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 Uh, So who who are your people of the year and why? I said mine was Issa Rae Mm because so full disclosure, Insecure had been on for five years. I didn't watch it till this year. But you, but you know, but you know, she, you know, them seasons be eight episodes, thirty minutes of episodes. Yeah, you can finish all five seasons in two days. I'll, and that's exactly what I did. I did. <laughs> that's exactly. What I did. Um, um, I have a white cloth my nose. I hate you. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong. I have admired what she has done for a long time, and I did watch Awkward Black Girl on YouTube. Yeah, that was my um, shit. That, that was the shit. Um, but around that time, I did not have cable. So when Insecure came around, 
I was left out. And so I was just waiting for it to hit like a Netflix or something like that. And finally I broke down and got HBO Max, the 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 entry level version, not the not the premium version. And finally just started going through all the episodes because I knew the end was near. Um so much, I mean, we we sort of knew this, but it really just kind of came into perspective once the final episode aired. Um, in terms of how much Issa Rae as a producer, we can talk about the show itself and how it ended later. I did not know, I, I personally had some misgivings about how the, the show ended, but mm-hmm. as a producer, creator, executive, manager, so on and so forth, um, I give credit to Issa Rae for many things. Um, she, is, she is not the first Black woman to create and star in her own show. Wanda Sykes did that. She is not the first dark-skinned person to to be leading a show. Um, I in in many cases, a lot of people are trying to, un, I, in my opinion, unfairly get her like, oh, she's the first one to do this. She's the first one to do this, and it's just like we we are in 2021. Although black representation in TV and film is is never where it should be, there's nothing that she has done that has not, has not already been done. However, however. I will give her full credit for one, uh, giving us a show that has been quality from start to finish and ending it on the creator's terms because so many shows, Living Single, Girlfriends, we can go down the line, did not end on the terms that the creator had wanted. Girlfriends yeah. did not have, Girlfriends did not have a season finale. Uh, Living Single was trashed that last season. That last season was weird. <laughs> we don't talk about that last season. The fact that uh, a Black woman creator started her own show and ended it the way that she wanted it. Because remember, she announced that she wanted to end. Not HBO announced that she wanted it. And she had to go to HBO and say, like, I want to do five seasons and I'm done. I'll yeah. give her credit for that. I will also give her full credit for the fact that she opened a lot of doors for everyone that worked on that show. Yeah, hiring the actors that do not have big long resumes coming to the show, hiring mm-hmm. the writers, the production assistants, the makeup artists, the hairstylists, the, the costume designers, mm-hmm. set designers, so on and so forth. Giving all those and mostly black, as we saw with the documentary, is a couple of white people in the mix, but whatever. <laughs> but but giving a lot of black creators in every single medium there if you have watched the documentary at the end of the show um uh, she there was a dude that she met in a 7-eleven while she was on the come up and he recognized her and was just like hey how can i get on and she hired him as a driver to just to just take people from place to place on the set and they had a whole segment with him just saying like, hey, I'm just, I'm just, I'm so glad I got this one opportunity to, to do this. Um, I admire that in any, especially any Black person that recognizes their own and gives them a chance to do that. Um, the third thing I will give her credit for is just giving us a show that like really made us think in terms of like um, relationships, friendships and things like that we have had tv shows about relationships we have had tv shows about friendships we have had tv shows about black relationships we have had tv shows about black friendships but this one kind of made you think in a different kind of way in terms of like how um you know everything doesn't have to be perfect along your journey how the location of where you're at 
in your journey informs the decisions you make. I think a lot of people overlook the fact that like being in South Los Angeles and South Central, Inglewood, Crenshaw, all of that can inform the decisions of the characters within that space, as yeah. opposed to like in Atlanta or New York um, and all the other places that we typically see Black people in. We don't give enough credit for that. Um, just kind of like giving us like a very realistic, it, now there are some criticisms to be held towards the show. Um, that's a whole separate conversation, but it, overall, like 80 out of 100, um, it, it, it really was the type of show that like, you know, you walk away not just laughing and and being entertained, but it also just kind of like makes you think about your own journey, your own life. And like, what do I want to see for myself and how can I learn from some of the characters or some, I will say some of the characters and their situations um, that we have seen in five seasons in this show. So that's my thing. I didn't like the ending though. <laughs> that, and, and that's where I separate Issa Rae, the visionary producer from this particular show, because I didn't. <laughs> I, I I mean, it ended exactly the way that I expected it to. But it I, ended the way I I expected that ending, but that didn't mean I liked it. That didn't mean I liked it. I can get it, but <laughs> I think that for me personally, my observation, the reason that this show is so meaningful to so many people, especially Black people, is because this is one of the few times that you got to see Black people just existing, right? They're not one-dimensional stereotype. Like, as much as I love living single, love it, those characters were still written as kind of one-dimensional archetypes of Black people, right? Yeah. It's still like, because they didn't have the time or space to develop these characters, really. And, you know, it's of the time, whatever, it's no knock to the show. Like, I still love it. I still, I was watching it today. But this is well, one of the You first... got like momentary character development yeah, the you very got next mo- episode. Yeah. They were right, like back, into right back into the, it's gross. like every time they were able to kind of break out and be human, the, in like the next scene, they're snapped right back into those archetypes. Yeah. This is one of the few times that it's like you got to see Black people just existing. You know, like they were fucking up. And then sometimes this person played this role, but other times they were a different role. And it was like, they were up and down and they were all over the place. They were hot messes, but then they had it all together. But then, you know, it's like, which is how life really goes. Like sometimes you Lawrence sit on the couch, barely working at Best Buy. Other times you Issa in this job that you fucking hate, but don't know how to get out of. Other times you Molly when it looked like everything is together and really your life is kind of in shambles. Like it's you're you're all of those people simultaneously. Mm-hmm. I feel like we, we all, Tiffany was the one. Tiffany was the one who as as a lot of people have pointed out, she's just like, Oh, you married, you got a house, you got a kid, you got a career, you light skin, you got money, you got this. But she was truly the one. She was really <laughs> and she, I think that her her story her character progress is really the one that's overlooked the most and I think that there's a lot to be said and really a lot that could have been learned from her character because she was all about the appearances right she was 
her whole life was about the appearances. She got the, you know, the man that looks the best with her. They had the perfect life. They had her whole life was about the appearance. So to watch the cracks in the facade as the seasons went on up until her disappearance and nobody been able to find her because she's struggling with postpartum to trying to get back right to try, you know, her journey was the the really underrated one that I wish more people really took something from. And I and, well, you you we gotta remember that Amanda Seals was not on the best behavior. <laughs> and so that probably that more than likely and you can see it in the documentary too i'm surprised nobody has talked about like the, the her amanda's part in the documentary because there are some scenes where like the the camera the, the in the documentary they interview each cast member and they also interview the the crew and the behind the scenes folks right so you get you get the unfiltered look at like what it's like to be on insecure Mm -hmm. the, there is a scene <laughs> with Amanda Seals and Issa and the camera is going back and forth between Issa Ray and Amanda Seals and Amanda's just talking about oh yeah Tiffany's this Tiffany's this and when I was auditioning this and this and the camera keeps going back to Issa and she's like bitch what <laughs> and you you can see it in her face like like let's hurry up and get past this part mm -hmm. and the other telling thing about the documentary at the end of the season was Every lead character, Lawrence, Issa, Molly, um, Kelly, um, when the actors who portray them, when the director is done, like done, done shooting with these characters, and this is their final scene of the entire series, they, they, they clap the little clacker, you know, the little clacker that says, rap. <laughs> and, and every time they did that for each one of those characters, they said, this is the final scene for Issa Rae. This is the final scene for Yvonne Orji, who plays Molly. They did not do that for uh, <laughs> for Tiffany's character, if y'all notice. They, they just said cut. They, they did not. They, they walked right past her. Um, they, they was pretty much treating her like throughout the documentary like an extra or like a recurring character when, yeah. um, like, 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 like as was pointed out, like her, her character had so much to offer but the reason why we did not get into her character was because the actress was acting the fool behind the scenes and mm -hmm. that probably contributed to why her character gradually was was lessened and lessened yet um i i mean that's one of the few things i did not like about the ending as a whole and really this whole season was there were a lot of missed opportunities to kind of flesh out this character and that will forever be one of the shortcomings of the show as a whole. So I can, I, like I said, I can critique the show, but I can also acknowledge the fact that Issa Rae herself has done. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They should have um, did like, because you know, Sex in the City, another HBO show, Kim Cattrall did not like them other bitches, but she, yeah. <laughs> but she went to work every day, got that check. Gave us a well, We didn't even know that she truly did not like them until the show was like over. That. That's what I'm talking about. They don't do media training with the girls anymore. They don't. Big Kim Cattrall's also an old school girl. Like she's been working for the last like twenty something years. So yeah, she knows 40, how to play that. Forty. Forty. Is, is she that old? I thought she was in her fifties. She in her sixties now. So she's been in the game for at least forty Damn. years. Damn. But that I mean that's that that's what the girls don't do anymore. It's just like you know, 
come to work give us the character and you don't have to do all this behind the scenes if you don't like them then okay come to work do your job give us the character get the check and then let us know later this is that that's that's the key thing in the cast cure insecure myths like shut up and make the money yeah y'all forgot y'all forgot that part uh, Shavon, who's your oh who's your person of the year? My person of the year is none other than the one, the only, the incomparable Shad Moss. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's so funny. Okay, why? <laughs> because he has given us a year's worth of quality content. He has been every type of nigga you can imagine. He has fought with not only B2K, but also Pretty Ricky. He has... <laughs> and Omaria. He has claimed and denied the same baby in the same month. He has <laughs> told the girls to give him his things. He <laughs> A year's worth of quality content. <laughs> That nigga and Soldier Boy gave us a four week beef that we didn't even know existed. Like over <laughs> a show that neither one of them have been asked to be on. They did do it. They, they did. Versus, yeah, that versus happened. It's it was a thing. Well, I missed that, and God moves in mysterious ways. That's proof. <laughs> didn't even know that happened. Thank you, God. God has given us so much this year. I know Mama's arms is tired on that Southwest plane. But <laughs> that's given us the things for entertainment in the year of our Lord 2021. <laughs> so my person of the year was, it's funny. So I thought Bow Wow and I thought um, <laughs> Lil Boosie Badass for the same reason. Like, mm-hmm. I want this, I want to give them person of the year so that we don't have to hear from them in 2022. <laughs> Um, but instead, I am going to go with my virtual mortal enemy, mm. Giselle Lax Bryant. Oh. <laughs> yes. Giselle lacks a man. Giselle lacks common sense. Mm-mm. Giselle lacks dignity. Giselle lacks Bryant. Um, but I'm giving it to her because bitch made some good TV this year. Yes, she did. She made and some good yeah, TV this she year. Did. I keep imploring y'all to go watch <laughs> they are they they are camp they are camp <laughs> there's a certain level of just violence that I just choose not to consume and I think <laughs> I think like watching people beheaded and look at Giselle walk around her tacky ass home on equal levels for me but I gotta get <laughs> I do. I have to give my person of the year to Giselle Bryant. Bitch, bitch said, "Oh, you talk about people showing up to work, ma'am." Showed up to work and was Giselle has given you things on screen, on Instagram, on the TikTok, on yeah, has been giving you quality entertainment this year across the board. And I know Shay, Mama deserves. I was entertained. I hated her, but I was thoroughly entertained by her. I just so got to give her her roses. I literally just saw a picture of her and I was like, oh God, this outfit sucks. <laughs> As always. 
She is camp. Her, her and and uh, Mary Mary Cosby from my yes. girl Mary Cosby. <laughs> when I say I would like to, you know, because all through Insecure, it's just like I want to spin off with this one. I want to spin off. You know who I want to spin off with specifically? Giselle and Mary. Put them in the room together. I just want to see what happens. That ain't gonna know. <laughs> putting everything in the microwave because she ain't see her wash her hands. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold on. <laughs> Did you say she's going to put everything in the microwave because she didn't see her wash her hands? So they on, <laughs> you must not have seen this episode. They was on some little ski trip somewhere. I think it was. Oh, Salt Lake. No, I'm behind on Salt Lake. Oh, they were in Vail and Whitney decided she was going to get up and make Mary an egg, a single egg. <laughs> <laughs> no toast? No bacon. Singular egg. No orange juice. No coffee. No tea. Because she's a good person. And even though Mary has not been nice to her, she's going to make her an egg. So what is she going to eat this egg? Or is oh, it no. a deviled egg? Oh, no, because she didn't put this egg. It's like, I don't know, like uh, empty omelet. I don't even know how to describe how she <laughs> put this egg. Because it was folded. It was like a crepe. But I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and... <laughs> She didn't put the egg on the plate, handed it to Mary, and said, good morning. Mary takes the egg, don't say shit to her, and put it right in the microwave. She was like, it was already cooked. Mary said, I don't, I ain't see her wash her hands, so I had to put it in the microwave for a couple seconds to blast them germs off. <laughs> you know what? I'm not going to do this with you. <laughs> This is some full ass. This is that's okay. Mary, Can we get an honorary, an honorable mention for person of the year mm -hmm. for Mary Cosby? No, <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> no, you, know my, you know who my honorable mention person? Uh, Shaka Khan versus. Oh my God, no, <laughs> that is. That's where I'm at right now. Is, is I'm on a <laughs> I just pray for her. That shit was That's so it. sad. That's it. That's it. Shaka Khan versus. <laughs> All right. Well, Siobhan, you got an honorable mention? Mary Cosby. Okay. Because she well, said, if you come for me, I'm going to send Jesus after you. <laughs> well, I got to give it up to the, to the powerful, banging mother of two who blessed us with this song first i do my lips oh, lashes brows can't forget about my edges flats stilettos or the motherfucking wedges in that order mama d i, I was like who is this <laughs> i knew immediately because we stand mama d <laughs> i love mama d i love mama d Okay, so Miss Tina apparently has a show. I've totally misheard it. Miss Tina apparently has like a Facebook show coming out. A Facebook show. Well, when I was listening to it, um, I thought they said Mama D, and I I got so excited. Because <laughs> it's like Mama Tina or something like that or something. Yeah, I was like, Mama D got a fucking Facebook talk show? What is she going to talk about? This is great. Um, so I'm I'm campaigning for Mama D to take over Wendy Williams' spot. 
That would be a motherfucking show to watch. So that not, would be the show so of 2022. Not Michelle Visage and Leah Remini, which I no, they can go away. Why they're there? Like I'm Ooh, so confused. No, up there. Keep Leah Remini. Put Mama D in place of Michelle Visage and just watch what happens. That's a lot of pissed off person. Oh no. <laughs> uh, but I I want to thank each and every one of you for hopping on into the show, into the chat, for reposting and liking and sharing and just showing us all this love this year. Mm -hmm. um, we we pray that you stick around for the next year. It's been a fun and interesting experience 2021. It's been a fuck shit. Mm -hmm. But you know what? Like a phoenix from the ashes, we will rise to reclaim our kingdom and queendoms, mm -hmm. i.e. Those are words of Mama D, by the way. Yes. Um, yeah, I just hope y'all 2022 is great. Thanks for sticking around. And remember, Kelly Price went messing last year. Next year's got to be better than that. <laughs> what did Kelly Price say? It's my time to shine. It's my <laughs> <laughs> I had to get that in there. I had to get that in there. It's shut my time. <laughs> Oh my gosh, shut up. Oh my gosh, I can't. Y'all are um, <laughs> On that note, y'all, uh, good night and goodbye. And remember, uh, Drea, Fenty, don't want you. <laughs> and Fenty can have me. I'll take Yeah, Fenty can have Siobhan. Siobhan's not in love with domestic violence in the way that you are. Not at all. I actually can't stand you it. You need help, sweetie. Okay. And I'm, I'm <sighs> holding niggas accountable. That's it. Hey, all right, y'all. Happy New Year, y'all. Yep. Yeah, happy New Year. Happy New Year.